Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to another episode of The Fulfillment Project. I have a special guest for you today. We're going to be talking all about YouTube and content and really putting videos out there into the world so that we can attract more people into what we're doing. And my guests are Sean and Frederick Light. They run Body Rock TV. Now, if you've never heard of Body Rock, it was the very first fitness channel that launched onto YouTube way, way back in the day before social media is what it is today. And over the years, they've built it up to a million subscribers. They now have products and they really run this amazing online brand and empire. So we're going to really dig deep into what it takes to build a YouTube channel that has a million subscribers. And they have such an amazing story. It's a family run business. And I think it's great to see insight into how something like this is built because we can look at amazing social media platforms or content streams and see all these subscribers and think that well, maybe it was just easy for them. And they really take us behind the scenes on what it was like to build this from day one and how that progression was, the trials and tribulations, and and how it came to be what it is. So here's Sean and Frederick. Thank you so much for joining me on the call today. It's it's been quite amazing to watch the journey of Body Rock. And I have to say that I have been one of those first, uh, first viewers way, way back in the day. You've done an amazing job at building basically an online empire. And I jumped on the uh, the YouTube page this morning to see that, you know, you're just shy of about a million subscribers now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing how, how far things have come. It's it's also hard to believe that it's been almost 10 years since we started. Yes. Um, which on in terms of online is is probably like a century now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's interesting uh, because, you know, with social media just kind of on the rise at that time, would you say that you got in at a good time? Or well, what would you... Yeah, put- we were the first original, we were the first fitness channel on YouTube. Um, if not the very first um, channel, certainly like I've had people tell us we were the first or like at least within the first sort of three. So there wasn't really anyone um, doing fitness at that time. So we were able to get ahead of, of, of a lot of larger and more established players just by jumping on the right social platform at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you can maybe look at the brand now and think that they got in at a good time or there was luck. But I think we all know that success just doesn't run on luck, that there were a lot of big intentional actions put into place. So I'd love for you to take us back to like the beginning, the birth of Body Rock. How did this all start? Um, it wasn't actually supposed to be, um, it wasn't actually a fitness focused passion for me initially. I went to school, I went to film school um, and I did my postgrad in television production and I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to be sort of a documentary filmmaker or a television producer of some of some type. So I came up, spent a lot of my time coming up with ideas for television shows initially. And then this whole thing with blogging suddenly exploded. And then 
shortly thereafter, you could sort of monetize online video for the first time through YouTube's partnership program. So all of these sort of technological elements came together to allow something to happen that really wasn't possible until that time. Um, so, you know, home fitness was something that we could do. We had an initial budget of $25. I did have a camera that my, my family bought me, had my education, and essentially um, a really small 300-square-foot bachelor apartment that was unfinished as a studio. And we just went into that space and started making videos every day for two years and, and didn't really stop. And, and just the not stopping combined with like the right technological um, possibilities and the right partners in terms of YouTube back then made building a business like this possible. Mm, yeah, I think you touched on a really good point there about the, the consistency. And that's where, you know, you can see a lot of people trying to build a brand online or trying to put themselves out there, but it really comes down to that consistent effort. Now, how long were you doing this consistent effort before it actually started to produce an income for you? Um, first day, we made five cents. Um, it took about a year and a half before we could support ourselves at a level of someone working sort of uh, a decent job. Mm. Um, so it was not an immediate, it was actually no promise of anything for a really long time. Um, it, it gradually got better, like the five cents turned into 10 cents, turned into 20 cents, turned into like a dollar that like weeks and weeks into this turned into a dollar for the entire day. Mm. But we weren't we weren't trying to build it. It's I think it's an important note that we weren't trying to build a brand like that's not we weren't thinking in those terms early on. We were just trying to find or express something around fitness that people would connect to. So we really had no idea initially what we were doing at all. If that we just knew it was going to be fitness focused. It didn't even occur to us to put all of the exercises for a complete workout together for months, like we would show one exercise, that would be the video. You would have to put like five videos together to make a workout. Like it would take us a week to get that done. Like it, none of this was, I mean, there was intention to, mm -hmm. to create something. So the intention was there, but the specific like knowledge about what we were actually doing early in, in the early days was, wasn't. But I, I think that's the beauty of it. And I think that's why I love talking to, you know, high level professionals like yourself now. It, it almost, it ends up happening by accident a little bit when if, if that huge intention, if it was so money focused at first, you probably would have given up, you know, within those first six months if money was, was the ultimate goal because it took such a long term um, return on investment. Have you ever read the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy? Haven't. It's a fantastic book and it talks just about what you're saying there, that those small incremental changes and that long-term effort really start to compound onto one another. And this goes for anything that you're trying to do in life, whether it's monetary or achieving a fitness or a health goal um, and that type of thing. It's a great book. I recommend you pick it up. I, I like reading stuff like that, so I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. I think it's a, a really important, something that I've learned is that this whole process is a constant evolution and you're never going to have the skills or the knowledge you need in the moment. I mean, you can try to surround yourself with people who have more experience and who, you know, have achieved bigger and greater things so that they can inform your decisions. But ultimately it doesn't matter who you're in the room with. No one knows what they're doing. 
like like there's the challenge will always be fresh there's going to be always something new to figure out you're going to be hit or clubbed by stuff that you're not expecting and you, you have to have the confidence in yourself to understand that the smartest looking guy in the room usually doesn't know what he's talking about I and no one, knows, no one knows what they're talking <laughs> it's about it's so like, true no yeah, you really just you figure it out as you go. You learn from your mistakes, and it's it's an evolution and it's an unfolding process. I love that. It's really easy to 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 assume, and I think this was something that happened to me early. Is that I would assume if you walk into a fancy office with people who are wearing expensive clothing, that these people really knew what they were talking about. They could guide your business. They can, you know. Ultimately, my experience was that no one really knows and you have to believe in yourself. And that's the whole point of, I guess, what I'm trying to express right now. You can't give the decisions to run whatever you're trying to create to someone else. I mean, ultimately, you're going to have the vision and understand what you're trying to achieve to a greater degree than anyone else. And you can't offload that or contract that out to someone else just because they present well or they seem to know what they're talking about or they have a law degree or anything else. It's You have to maintain the confidence in your own vision to lead whatever you're trying to do forward. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, if it is your own vision, it's your own baby, it's you have that in, in, intuitive knowing as to what's right and what's wrong. And I think so many of us just question ourselves and there, there's that disbelief, like what you said, you need to have that belief in yourself and just to keep going and to try. A really great example of that is Sean, like we, when we started this, we were affiliate marketers. We had to learn what affiliate marketing means. Essentially, we, had to, we recommended other people's products or other people's workout gear. And then when, if someone then made the decision to purchase that gear, we would get a commission based on that sale. And so we had to learn about that because we didn't even know that that existed. But then when it came time for us to manufacture our own products, our own physical products, you know, find a factory overseas, go through the whole design process, learn about international logistics, shipping, importing, exporting, all of this stuff. Sean has a marketing degree, but neither one of us has that background or has that knowledge base or at that time I'd even read a book about it. And now we, we manufacture over 20 of our own physical products. There's constantly containers full of stuff going across the ocean back and forth. We're delivering all over the world, and this is something that Sean just had to, he just decided he was going to take this on, and he learned this entire business. Um, and but it's that comes also from a belief that you know you can do it, and you, you can sort of just trust that you're going to figure it out, and you don't have to listen to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. You have to be very resourceful when it comes to business or entrepreneurship, I find, because no, like we said, no one really knows what they're doing. And sure, you can hire some people to gain some knowledge, but in the long run, you need to be resourceful with your efforts to try to figure it out on your own. And we live in a day of, I mean, we're not lacking knowledge, that's for sure. There's a, a whole plethora of, nor- of knowledge on the internet, and it's just about kind of scaling that down and just figure it out for yourself. I love that you said that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's Sean here. Um, Hi, Sean. Just to, just to follow up on the uh, the, the international um, manufacturing piece, um, it was uh, we we learned a lot uh, through through the affiliate marketing, um, just about how everything is actually done. So that time that we did spend learning the affiliate business, we actually learned a lot along the way so we could actually manufacture our own products you know 
right away. So what what made you come to that decision where, okay, it's time for us to have our own original products? Well, we always had, um, well, we didn't always have, we had, uh, affiliate marketing's cutthroat to be completely honest with you. Um, we had, uh, vendors that would, uh, use our, our trademark name, um, uh, through, through sales. So we were, mm. we were getting, uh, undercut, um, a yeah, couple of different ways. Yeah. We would promote, we would promote these products and then the, the people making the products would be running advertisements against our content and against the, the promotion that we were doing. So they were advertising sort of to our audience using our trade names to sell products that we were promoting for them. So we started realizing there was a lot of underhanded behavior going on and this is not you know when you're first getting into this you don't realize that any of this is is even really possible you don't know what the dangers are or what to look out for so we were essentially the de facto marketing agency for a bunch of these equipment manufacturers and some of them are quite well known and we got so good at selling their products for them to our audiences that um, we were able to, to glean insights to what people actually wanted like different colors or different designs but we didn't have the relationship with the audience. They, because when you're an affiliate, all of the customer information is kept by whoever's selling the product. So mm-hmm. we didn't get to own those relationships with with our. We didn't. We weren't building client lists. We weren't building email lists. We and, were having these guys compete against us. And at the time, we didn't have that knowledge base where all of that information was being kept by our vendors, which is obviously critical for you know for future marketing and sales. Yeah, so we just decided that we were leaving too much information on the table. Um, and to be honest, we just, it was just, t- you reach a point in the business where you just feel like it's time to make that step or make that jump. And it just became abundantly clear to us that if we wanted to grow the brand, we, we needed to really start supporting our own products and, and developing our own products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's we just kind of made that that jump, and everyone told us not to do it. The we, vendors told us not to do it. Our business advisors told us not to do it. Oh, you don't want to get. Yeah, don't get into the physical product game. It's too hard. You don't know what you're doing. Leave that to us. Stick to the content and what you're good at. Um, well, because they were, of, I mean, they're make, they're course. making, they're getting all of the information, and they're only getting like. Uh, obviously, the affiliate commission is 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 great, but at the end of the day, it's not enough. So, um, we had one issue with the supplier and it, 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 it just ended up being something where we just said enough's enough and we just jumped ship. So I just started slowly, you know, sending out inquiries. It took me, uh, the better part of six months to find a a legit factory that can make quality. Um, and, um, I started ordering and uh, scaling the, the business. So, uh, for instance, our, our first order um, that came in <laughs> when we were talking about reflecting, uh, we'd almost laugh at it right now, considering how much uh, a, a volume increase that we have made over the past two years. So, uh, we, were, we were bringing in like a couple hundred items at a time and thinking, like, this is everything. Like, this is, this represents. A massive investment not just in terms of resources but we just couldn't believe that we were like importing a few hundred 
of this or that. And it was just, we were bringing it into what essentially at that time was a garage that we had rented. Um, maybe a two car, about the size of a two car garage. And we thought we had just lit the world on fire with this. And we were, we were so proud of these box, these boxes of inventory standing up in this little space. And not to mention, um, just to, to let you know, my dad, uh, retired from the, from Hostess Frito-Lay, PepsiCo. Uh, he worked there for the better part of 50 years. He, we brought him out of retirement and he, uh, was shipping our initial orders and he's still shipping our orders today. Oh, I love that. Uh, so it, it's uh, truly a family run business then. And this is, I, I don't think people, I, uh, that's why I really wanted to bring you guys on because I don't think people understand all these backstories. And I mean, you guys have been great at, you know, putting a, a woman on kind of more of the, fun, the front of the brand and really like showcasing that because I know fitness does attract that female that female audience, whether it's female or male. Um, and you, you guys have been a little bit in the, in the forefront, but Fred, you haven't really been the, the front runner for the business visually. No, I mean, initially I was, uh, I was a character in terms of, you know, my voice was sort of always behind the camera. I would encourage whoever the host was to, you know, and there would be that sort of dialogue. So my character was really almost like the camera and the perspective of the camera and also I spent um I mean I did the photography the videography and I wrote all of the initial posts that would go up on on a daily basis um so I felt like I had some ability to express myself in terms of you know the creative but um it was never my intention to build this as a vehicle to really promote myself that's Mm. not what this was about I don't particularly enjoy being in front of the camera um and I feel like I can make really the, the greatest impact from behind. So that was, it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. that was just fine for me. Not everyone needs to be, you know, I think it's, a, it's an important thing. Like if yep. you want to build a brand, you don't necessarily have to be the face of it. Not um, at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with you saying, you know, this really wasn't a, what it is now was not really that, that visual for it. What point did you get to where you realized, okay, this could really, really be something? Um, I had that belief, it, it, you know, it's interesting. And I, I think it's because when you start something, you're not always aware of how much of it is going to be, how much of yourself is going to be required and how difficult and challenging it ultimately is going to be. Like, I think, you know, starting this, um, almost 10 years ago, I don't want to say I was naive to what was coming, but you know, it, it, it's, I, I didn't have the belief that we weren't going to create something special. Like I knew, I knew something, something good was going to come out of this. And I never, I I mean, maybe it was just naivete, but I didn't believe it wasn't going to be something special. Like I had that, that, that at least that core belief that that what, what, what we were doing was going to be, even though we really didn't know what it was initially, it was going to have an impact. And I had to have, there was had to be some depth of soil to sort of plant the initial dream in. And it, I think for me, it was just the belief that it was going to sort of touch people in a positive way and that it would grow up to be something. Now, 10 years later, I still feel like we have a little plot of of soil and, you know, what I want to accomplish now is much bigger. So that really hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. But there was there was the initial belief in it was pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So, So what is the vision now? You know, I think we all 
when you start something, you don't really realize what it might become. And a lot of people may look at you guys now with the brand and the, and the viewer and the followership and think they've quote unquote made it. So how do you keep yourself motivated or keep that vision going? And, and what do you see for this brand in the future? I don't think we've even scratched the surface of what's possible and, and, you know, not to belittle all of the hard work that we've done and the team has done uh, over the years because it is a, tr it is a team now. When it started, it was two people in a room. Now there's, I mean, we have, I think at the last count now we have 20 people behind the website. Um, that's not including the trainers and, and the on-camera talent. Um, so there are people that, you know, work for us and rely on this for their livelihood. And that becomes sort of another responsibility unto itself. But um, we haven't really begun even to, to get sort of to where I think this could could ultimately go. And part of the challenge for 2018 is, is bringing the brand together in a really holistic experience. Because right now, it's very fragmented. We've got all of these strong social platforms with quite a few followers. We've got, um, you know, we're building a new app as we speak. It's the biggest development we've ever done. So it's going to really be the home of Body Rock moving forward. Um, and that should be going to, you know, we should be really releasing the, the MVP version of that app, um, certainly by late spring, early summer. So that will dramatically change mm. um, the, the face of the company. We're really moving towards a live broadcast model. So um, we're, we're moving to live video. So we, we will become a live broadcasting company uh, this year, as opposed to about 99% of what we do right now is filmed and pre-recorded and edited and then released. It's going to be moving all to the live engagement so that our trainers can talk directly with um, our audiences and teach multiple classes a day. I, I see that as a huge, as a huge um, point uh, uh, moving forward. Yeah, people are, they love the lives. It's raw, it's real, it's its in the moment. And I think you look at all social media platforms now, whether it's Instagram Live, Facebook Live, you know, the YouTube Live, it, uh, people people want that, that live, that raw, unedited content. We've had, uh, we've, the funny thing is, is that we've we've shot a bunch of pre-recorded stuff just off of our cell phone, sitting off of a, a, a tripod. And we've had stuff that's shot that's really slick looking and it looks really professional and so on and so forth. And it's we found that our viewers almost prefer, you know, the raw, just stand up the, the phone on the tripod and do the workout with them. It's funny. Eh? You can put all this time and effort, bells and whistles on things, and people just <laughs> they just want the most simplest stuff. It's like a kid at Christmas. They get a toy. You spend $100 on a toy, and all they want to do is play with the package. <laughs> we, just, we just want the simplest things. We really do. And I think this would this help with the time involvement for, for getting the content out? Obviously, you kind of skip that editing phase, right? Uh, it's a huge it's going to be a huge uh, game changer for us because there's just weeks of waiting for stuff to go into post-production mm -hmm. and then you've got your editors and and you know there's a there's a lot of steps to before you can release something so just the ability to go direct and live means that you can try things really quickly and i think that is part of what makes us successful is just our ability to be super flexible um and turn things around faster and sort of out content because there's there's no committee with us. I mean, there's there's team meetings, and we sort of decide collectively what's going to happen and set the strategy. But we can move on things really quickly, 
and live just really accelerates that entire process. So, you know, if we have an idea for a new workout series, instead of having to book a location and get, you know, crew people and wait for our stuff to come back from editing, it's like, let's just try it. Let's spend 20 minutes right now, go live and see what people think. And I think more and more media is going to be moving to that model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine the amount of time and hours that are put into your videos now with the editing. And even back in the early days when you started, you know, you said you were putting out a video every single day. And it can sound like an easy concept, shoot a video, throw it on YouTube, but it's all that, that post-editing. There was, uh, I remember when we were back on Baggett Street, and I mean, I didn't make it till three in the morning, but I remember that they would be releasing our YouTube videos. At, you know, we'd shoot it, edit it that day. Fred would be on his uh, editor coloring and editing the photo for the day. There would usually be some sort of... Uh, maybe crisis over the photo, whether we liked the photo, we didn't like the photo, uh, so on and so forth. But uh, it's, it's, it was a, a big process for you. Yeah, it was uh, to get out a video and, and update the blog with a workout every day. It was between 12 and 16 hours a day um, and just nonstop. Like, so just imagine Groundhog Day, wake up, shoot. I mean, the shoot itself, to put together the 12-minute, workout I mean that that could take I mean, there could be hours just in that and then the video would have to process and you'd have to edit it and then you'd take the the thumbnail was always super important you'd spend a lot of time with the thumbnail but that's the whole process and then you'd write the actual post that and that had to be inspiring and, and authentic and put the whole thing together and it could easily take 12 to 16 hours and but it, it was such an interesting way to work because essentially we were handcrafting this stuff on a daily basis and there's something that feels very different about content when you've got that level of of attention being paid to it it's it's the difference between sort of like mass market um you know just all kinds of just the infomercially type stuff to the to versus like every aspect of, of the workout we would consider and think about and every move and like every angle of the camera and then like a serious amount of time would be spent on, on every element. And I think that, that the consistency around that and the persistence around it was what ultimately created the bond with our, with our community and allowed a genuine community to sort of form around the content that we were creating. Mm -hmm. We do, we do have, a uh, we do have an app called Sweatflix uh, now, um, where we, where we have all of our content, uh, live broadcasts, so on and so forth in this area. Um, so it is, um, it, it, it is there and we are looking to, to, to make the jump to the new app where everything is going to be kind of held under one roof. Um, which we don't have that ability right now as it is as, as it is fragmented in a lot of different areas. So we, we have, it's funny, we have this group called the Body Rock Insider um, and it's for Sweatflix members and it is an amazing group of women and men that are just trying to make their lives better and they're so inspirational in terms of, you know, everyone is so positive uh, women um, are making and men are making videos uh, of themselves working out at home. Um, they're showing their progress. They're losing weight. They're happy, um, even if they're not at their end goal. Um, a lot of people today just 
don't move period mm-hmm. um, they just they just don't get off the couch they 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 want those results right away and they don't know what it truly means and what it takes to do that day in and day out to to achieve those goals so um we have a lot of contact where lisa and myself can communicate with them um they're always posting you know their sweaty high fives and and you know their calorie burns and and all of that good stuff and what's really you know quite daunting on me was there are people out there that never post and you are still helping them and i had a a a lady post from instagram last night uh from her hospital bed she was in the in the hospital and then she was like a year later she's in her dress you know you know looking great and it's just this somebody that i've never you know had interaction with it's incredible the, the lives that you watching. touch and you don't even yeah. you, you don't even and realize it, the amounts that you're inspiring yeah. of course some and people do reach out but the yeah. millions and, and, you, that... and, and you don't know and you and being on and and you, and you go on throughout the day and you, you see the same faces come on and, and the same supporters but it's it's and you're all, always grateful that they take the time to check in with you every day but the fact of the matter is is that there are those other people out there and and you and you just lose sight of that because you don't have the interaction with them and it's it's nice to see that you know you are at least helping people get healthy um get fit um and even if it is only our, our workouts are based on 12 minutes their hit mentality it, it, if they are only moving 12 minutes a day and they are getting, you know, that hundred calorie burn and they're feeling great about themselves and it's giving them more confidence and they're just feeling it's about the feeling Mm -hmm. then I I think then, then you've done your job at the end of the day. It's not all about, you know, I was 190 pounds and now I'm, you know, I'm 150. It can't be about that because for the everyday person that has family, that has kids, that has responsibilities, that has has you know jobs, that has all of these things, that's like going to the gym for two hours and doing all of these things that you might see other people be doing. They it it, it doesn't it will never resonate with them because it's not they realistic. Can't, yeah, they can't accommodate that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <clears throat> They just got to, and that's why people get frustrated and they fall off and they quit. It's because they have to learn the type of lifestyle that they're currently living and it's, and they have to make changes in that and in their, you know, just their everyday activity. So 100%. Um, I mean, we're stuck in a world of, especially on Instagram, seeing massive transformations. And if people are stuck in the, it'll take 12 weeks to lose 100 pounds mentality, you'll never, ever see that end result because you'll always feel like you're never getting enough done. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 um, I mean, a, a lot of people don't know how to start or where to start. Um, it's, it's just about, I mean, just, telling yourself, do, do I want to get off the couch? Do I want to, you know, even if, do I want to go for that 20 or 30 minute walk, even if it's not training with us right off the, right off the get go, even if it's just, you know, getting yourself started and, and getting physically actively moving on a daily basis. And that's what, that's why people are obese. And mm-hmm. that's why people are, you know, overweight and get frustrated. The diet is obviously the big, uh, is a big component of it. Um, and that's something that we're trying to 
offer viewers and followers as well mm-hmm. um, to be able to 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 follow along with us. Yeah. So it comes down to that that like what we were talking about before that compound effect. Whether it's business, whether it's your body, it's just not giving up. It's what are those small little things that you could do every single day to keep this pushing forward? Yeah, and you, what what you said earlier, what what makes you want to make this like what's your drive what's what makes you want to get up and go every day it's just i mean i want to make this better uh i mean i've spent many many hours many many well many years now uh trying to make this like the best and i mean a lot of a lot of things in life this might seem cliche but you only got one shot i mean Mm. i got one shot at making this the best and if I don't have that mentality of trying to make our equipment the best, our logistics the best, our customer satisfaction the best, then, you know, what, what am I doing? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's all those things. We have a lot of processes in place that, that we're starting to implement to make, you know, to make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just, it's, it's always a work in process, always trying to make it better. And I mean, and and you ha- obviously, I, I mean, you have your naysayers out there that ha- have said, you know, you can't do this or you shouldn't do that or you know, you know that that kind of fuels the fire. Even back from the, um, even back from the affiliate marketing days, um, how some rela- some relationships ended, um, and, and some of the things that were said along the way, you just you want to kind of just say, hey, you know what, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody's going to be on your path and not everybody's going to be right. on your side. You have to stay true to your own vision. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, exactly. come, when did you come on board, Sean? What, what year was that? Uh, 2000, I got a memory today. I think around 2000, late 2011 or early 2012. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wh- what made you come on? I mean, so you and I first met in Kingston and I was trying to yeah. think, I was trying to think today when I think it was 2007. I was, yeah, I was, um, Fred had just started with Body Rock. Because I remember uh, you talking about your brother and you're like, he's doing something incredible. And I remember you telling me about him. Yeah. So um, I was still at Good Life Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And then I started just, you know, playing around with the camera myself, uh, filming. I got to film... um, you a few times. Um, I went to some bodybuilding competitions, the OPA, um, did a, did a couple of, uh, shoots there. And again, I was just, you know, I was just learning, trying to see what this was all about, get some, some stuff up onto YouTube. And then at the time, I, I mean, financially, as, as you previously heard, uh, I mean, a, a dollar a day doesn't mm-hmm. really, uh, employ three people. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it, I, I came on, uh, shortly after, um, and you know, my first paychecks I remember were next to nothing. Um, like I, it was literally, it was, it, it was about working a part-time job, like 15 hours a week was, was what, what I was getting weekly. Um, and just to, to have a little bit of credit with that is, is, is from my parents and how I was brought up, um, and them letting me find and Freddie find our kind of like our own paths and figure it out, um, with their guidance. So, uh, I don't, I mean, I mean, there are parents out there that would 
supply or 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 give hey here's a bachelor apartment you know you know here's a camera you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing and, and let them run with that for two years a lot of uh, I mean a lot of support wouldn't do that for you to get to even to to get you set up that way so that's that's a huge uh, you know credit to my yeah. to my family well parents they want to although they might seem like they're not supportive, they really just want to protect us. So of course, a lot of parents would question, what are you doing? And is this worth it? But that's amazing that you had that support. Yeah. And another thing for, for kind of just what, what, what drives you now and, and makes you get up and go is, is, I mean, I mean, we have, we have made this, um, you know, something that is truly amazing. And I mean, we get to travel, we get to do nice things, um, but we still work our butts off and our tails off for it. So um, nothing is has been ever handed to us along the way. We've had to, 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 to do a lot of searching, uh, a lot of trial and error, um, but the trial and error comes with an expense. So as long as your expenses don't outgrow your errors then you Mm -hmm. should be okay but i mean nothing ever goes from point a to point b um it's it's always a lot of in between and um it's it's that's just the way it is Uh, people say you know it's funny because you have people that work um you know the the 40-hour week and and you know go to a job and that sort of thing and they don't it's hard um to to be able to um relate to to that now it's never nine to five it's never eight to four it's yeah entrepreneurship isn't it's it's your life yeah it's your life it's your livelihood and that's another reason why um i think you have a little bit of get up and go uh Mm -hmm. more so because i mean you have to you have to go out there and get it yourself and if you don't then then who's going to do it for you? Then you don't eat. (laughs) Right. There's also a a very different energy behind something that is yours and you have that creative power and you have more of that, that control over what it will become as opposed to, well, building someone else's dream. Definitely. Um, I mean, we, we all have an ego to, to some degree. Um, but I mean, I want to say like, if you bought a weighted vest from us, I want to know that, (laughs) I want to know that you're happy with it. I want to know, like, you know, if there is a problem with it, what can I do to make it better for you? Yeah, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, um, there's definitely when 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 you're pushing your a product that you stand behind and you market and and you're and you're telling people that this is going to get you results, uh, for sure you want that to be the best that it can be for that person. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of algorithms have changed recently for social media. How has that impacted you guys? Um, it has impacted us, um, a, a, you know, quite a bit, and we've always had to 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 change when when all, when any of those uh, rhythms have have changed. Um, we have we do different uh, for our posts. We'll have to do different stuff in terms of creating budgets. Um, times when we're posting, um, who we're marketing to, um, all of those sort of little tweaks have to have to change, um, and so on and so forth. So, 
I, I, I mean, before we did start as a YouTube channel, um, they changed their advertising um, and their partners program along the way. So we pivoted to Facebook um, and, and used their platform and now um, pivoting, obviously, with what Fred talked to you about having um, our own live broadcast, being able to do any of our workouts in one one space, um, also have a shopping experience and being able to uh, interact with uh, the body rockers that are that are working out with us. Mm -hmm. Especially like what Fred was saying as well, you guys weren't really growing a contact list or an email list or any of that, you know, no, one-on-one one -on -one communication. I bet that you bet you're glad you've done that now with all the changes happening with the algorithms. Oh yeah, um, as much data uh, obviously for for any for any online business as as they can collect. Um, knowledge is power, right? So mm -hmm. if the the more knowledge that you have about your customers, about the people that are visiting your site, why they're visiting the site, um, you know what their needs are. If we can obviously drill down to what what the customer is actually there for. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a, a, a it's kind of a science. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and it, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy to know what you can, the, the information that's out there, um, that you, that you can, that you can get. Mm -hmm. I, I love, I mean, I, I've been an online business owner for a while now and I love talking to people like yourself and I don't think people really understand what it takes to really market yourself well online. People might just see, oh, they throw up YouTube videos and they have a product, but there's so much back end work that goes into understanding your customer and having great taglines and the algorithms and the Facebook pixels and all that. To... Yeah, like every everything has to match. Everything has to um, everything has to be done right um, mm -hmm. to, to to maximize obviously uh, your impressions, your click throughs, um, and all of that stuff that people probably would never think of um, mm -hmm. when they're just you know shopping online. Hey, here's a ten percent off coupon. Give me your email address. You know, yeah. like that sort of thing that yeah. that that pops up there all the time. It's 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 out there everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, what would you give for advice to someone who is perhaps maybe new to the online space? They're looking to want to make videos and put themselves out there. What are some top tips that we that you would give to someone? Um. Well, I would say believe in yourself for one. Um, even even to this day, uh, I mean, there 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 are some days that. I mean, you do have head scratchers, right? Um, so uh, believe in yourself. Don't give up. Uh, you got to show up every day. Uh, if, 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 if you're going to show up once a week, um, then it's probably not, it, it's, it's not going to probably work for you because there's so many competitors out there it's now. It's very not like it was saturated. 10 years ago. Yeah. It's so saturated. Um, I, I mean, obviously with Facebook and Instagram, it's it's that's a market we're in so we're constantly reminded of of promotions and what's going on who's doing what um stay in your lane um don't uh get caught up in what everyone else is doing um get caught up in what you're doing um don't don't get off that path because if you're concerned about 
you know, Johnny over here and Lisa over here and, you know, Tim over here and what they're doing, you'll never be successful because you're going to get caught up in all of the ins and outs of, of social media drama, mm-hmm. stay in your lane, um, and just, and, and market yourself. Um, just, just really believe in yourself and, 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 and push through and you know what, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to take a lot of lumps along the way. Um, you're going to, nothing's going to be easy. Um, and if, 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 if you're okay with that and if you're okay with uncertainty, if you're okay with, you know, um, if, if you're okay with that, then, then, you know, being an entrepreneur is for you. If, if you're not okay, if you need security, if you need the steady income, if you need, um, you know, if you need that sort of lifestyle, which is, which is okay. And a lot of people to do then probably, and if you are looking to do it part-time while you're kind of working a full-time job, I, I mean, that is a possibility as well to, to get, you know, income and revenue up to where you could, you know, live a comfortable lifestyle, but um, be authentic, uh, be, be you, try anybody else. You're going to change over time, um, and, and that's okay, and that's all part of the journey, uh, as, as you, you might want to call it. Um, and, and people like to follow that, and people like to see your progress. And if you can't be authentic and you can't do it that way, then... I don't think that, uh, I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to, to make it in, in the fitness industry today um, just because there is so much competition out there. I think that's hard for a lot of people too. Everybody feels that like they have to know everything or they have to be this perfect role model. But in reality, your audience just wants to see that real authentic you. And I think that's so key that you mentioned that. And, yeah. And it's part of that. Um, it's part of that growth. I, I mean, mean, you're probably not that it, it, same it, it, person that you were when you started, it's part of the growth. No, it, it is part of the growth. And, um, I mean, on a personal side, I got married and, and separated, uh, pretty much in a drop of a hat. Um, it, uh, happened in 2015. Um, and that was another motivator for myself. Um, something that, you know, went from an extreme high to an extreme, like, <laughs> an extreme low um, within the course of eight months. Mm-hmm. And I was the guy that was um, never going to get married, never going to never gonna do that. Um, but I did it, and I did it really fast. And um, it turned, uh, what turned really awesome turned to real disappointment. And... That is also, um, I think this is another driver for me on a personal note to, to when I'm saying, you know, you have one, you have, you know, one shot at this or you have one shot at that. And I mean, some things you, you might only have one, one particular shot at. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles right now, um, shooting content. Um, you know, it's beautiful beautiful outside it's 23 degrees and I would never want 
pass up this opportunity. I didn't give it, you know, 110%. Or I didn't give it, you know, my, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't misstep anything. So um, I think it's, it, that's, that's another driver for me to make sure that, you know, hey, I, I have, you know, we're living this, you know, we're living a great lifestyle right now. Um, and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else other than the, in the world than to be shooting content in LA right now. So for all of the hard work that we have done and all of the lumps personally, uh, with business, with everything else, um, it's just about, you know, showing up every day and just, and just being there and, you know, don't be afraid to, 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 show your your mishaps mm -hmm. and your mistakes and so on and so forth and that's when we're even filming right now because you know what if i do a lunge and i fall on my face you know but we laugh it off and we continue on you know mm -hmm. it's not perfect your lunge isn't going to be perfect every time you know your squat isn't going to be perfect every time we're, we're trying to we're trying to get that form to be as perfect as we can possibly make it but at the end of the day, I mean, that's what's uh, another great thing about this environment that 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 people love when they're working for us is, you know, to being able to be authentic and just be you. And, you know, if there is a project behind the scenes that that we need done, we're like, here, take this project and run with it. Make it your own. Be creative. Um, we're, we we set boundaries and inside it sort so, sort of. Um, initial guidelines, but um, the management style here isn't um, isn't you know in a, in a box. It's, it's very it's, free it's, and it's open. Very, it's very free. It's open. It's creative. Um, you know, make this the best, and that's that's what I really love about um, the kind of like the management style that, that, that we have is, is that's what we do. We don't look over your shoulder. Um, we can't look over your shoulder. We ship everything out of Kingston, Ontario. Still, I have a warehouse manager there. I have, you know, 10 employees that are, that are doing customer service and shipping orders all day. So I'm, I'm essentially responsible for all of them order fulfillment as well. I can't see any of that on a daily basis because I'm in Toronto I'm here, I'm shooting content, we're traveling, we have meetings. So, I mean, there's so much, <laughs> I, I'm just, I felt like I just like verbally like nope. everywhere. It's here, good but. though. It's good. <laughs> People need to see, you know, it's all just, the, there's so many moving pieces, right? And you yeah. don't see that from perhaps maybe what you see just on social media. And, you know, this is why I wanted to have this conversation. Right. So what does a, what does an average week look like for you? Uh, and I mornings, know it probably varies, I, but yeah, like I dedicate, yeah, I dedicate uh, my mornings for emails, like customer service. Um, I'm I'm talking um, in the mornings. I'll talk to the factories um, about what's going on, shipments, uh, you know, FedEx, the FedEx account. Um, so I'm also doing Ocean Freight as well with our FedEx small part uh, package. Uh, so I'm, I'm responsible for those accounts, but I, I, I do all of that sort of stuff in the morning. Um, 
in the afternoon, um, I'll film, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do something for sweat flicks. I just did a thousand rep challenge for them, which was more kind of strength based along the way. Um, but, um, I'll, I'll do some filming. Um, I train for myself. Um, I take an hour, um, out of my day and, you know, I will just remove myself from, you know, from this and just go and work out for myself. Cause that for me is priceless. Um, it's, it's a lot different when you're instructing, um, on camera for, you know, other people, um, to do the workout with you and just kind of being in your own mm, space and your own mentality and just working out for yourself. Um, so I'll train, um, I talk to the factory at most nights, um, and also have conversations with, uh, uh we're, we're, um, so I'm, I'm doing product development as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different floating pieces that I've, um, responsible for the Amazon store that we've, we've opened, um, the fulfillment, um, the FBA account there. There's, there's a lot that mm-hmm. kind of just doing, uh, daily checking in, um, and, and, and being an inspiration on camera. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, you're doing so much behind the scenes. It's like kind of, I, I've got two part-time worlds. Like I'm trying to train to inspire to, for the camera, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm doing all of this behind the scenes as well. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about believing in yourself and that sort of thing, it's like, you know, like, am, am I, am I, am I putting enough time in the training side? Am I, am I doing enough research? Am I, am I, you know, am I getting the, like the, the newest hit moves out there that, that, that are, that are good. Uh, have I been experimenting myself, you know, you know, the 45 minutes before I should go on camera for, for, for new exercises, for, for new moves, for that sort of thing. Cause you want them to have a good workout as well. You just don't want to show up and say, mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to do this and then it's over. So being able to be a really good trainer and host and, mar- and do all of that marketing and that sort of thing, Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially my primary role is, is, is the back end. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it is like Lisa is our main trainer. Um, a lot of people work out with her. They love her. She's inspiring. Uh, she's connected with her audience. Um, they look to her for motivation. Um, so, I mean, I, I do have two roles, um, but I, I, I know my roles. So mm-hmm. if I can't, if I can't get on camera, if I can't, you know, you know, do those things, um, to meet that end. It's because I'm doing all of the back end stuff and making sure, you know, things are, are running smoothly there. Is there there anything that you do, you know, obviously if you're in front of the camera a lot, you're in front of your audience, I, you know, you have to be on and you have to have a certain energy and personality about you. Is there anything that you do in order to get you into state? If perhaps you're having those bad days or those days where you just don't want to get on, uh, yeah, uh, I have, I mean, just like everybody else, mm-hmm. everyone has those days where they're just not on, they don't feel like working out. Um, they don't, they're not inspired. Um, and, and you know what, I, I, I don't look at, you know, I don't look at Instagram for inspiration. Um, 
I just say, you know what? You're truly blessed on what you're doing right now. Get out there and get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my motivation. You, you don't want to work out. I bet you there's a million people that would want to be in your space right now doing this. So go work out. Absolutely. Like it's, 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 it's those type of check-ins that I have with myself um, emotionally, I guess, that if I'm not inspired, if, you know, I, there's many, many, many days where we don't feel like doing anything and we just oh, want yeah. <laughs> to stay on the, on the computer and, and, you know, do our stuff. But it's yeah. just taking that time away for yourself is, is, is super important. Um, just thought like on off, 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 you know, off time. Um, I like to go, like, I'll go to the Raptors. I'll go to, you know, I'll go to a Leafs game. Um, I'll go out for a nice dinner. Um, those, my interests since I've been, you know, 30 to 35 and now in my late thirties, I mean, your interests change obviously over time and you, you don't, you don't go out you can't you you, that's another thing that you have to give up is Mm. is if you want to be your own your your own boss you 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 actually have to give up a lot of the socials so um a lot of nights are chewed up with work you know your friends might want to go out for you know it's thursday night downtown toronto you know let's go out for a drink let's go out for food it's like no i gotta you know i got stuff to do i can't sacrifices Uh, you gotta make sacrifices so um, that's, that's definitely another thing that I'd, I'd put on, on the list mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you're thinking of getting into, to just being your own boss period. Yeah. Do you correlate, I mean, you, you stay in great shape and I believe you always have, but do you correlate your own body with, with your business success as well as being that role model? Is that a, a fuel for you to keep yourself in shape? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, before I was kind of in shape, um, I was in okay shape. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be like totally transparent here. Like, I mean, I'm 39 years old. Um, you know, I'm trying to work on the back end of the business as for, to people actually to view me as an inspiration, um, is until even to this day, I, I find very flattering. Um, and, 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 and I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and I just think that if, if, if you're working hard, um, you're doing the right things behind the scenes. Um, a lot of my job, believe it or not, is sitting on a computer, doing emails, doing all that admin work. Um, you know, all, all of that technology stuff that makes you, makes you sit on your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking that, taking that time every day. Um, and, and it's important to, to at least look the part, um, if you want to inspire. Um, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, people wouldn't, I mean, before my, before my diet, uh, wasn't great. Um, it wasn't terrible. It, I was kind of a weekend warrior, just like a lot of people out there. They'd be good through the week, and then Friday night would come, and then the beers would go, and then you know the drinks, the drinks would flow, and then you know Sunday would ro- roll around, and then it's football, and then you're still having wings and you know a couple casual beers on a Sunday afternoon, and then it 
that was the cycle. It was four, four good days and then three bad days. And you're kind of spinning your tires that way. So I know, I knew personally that that wasn't going to get it done. And then, um, I was ready to really move away from the camera, you know, 120%. Um, at the time I was married cause I was leaving, um, I was going to leave that role to my wife. Um, and it was, it was a dream. It was, it was something that she really cared about. Um, and you know, things were developing in the back end, uh, quite, quite a lot. So, um, I, I, at that point I was going to step away from the camera and just be done with it. And, you know, we broke up and we didn't have anybody to actually fill, um, fill her, her space. And I was just like, you know what, I'll do it. And I just decided to do it and I haven't looked back. Mm. So the very first six months of me working out, um, I actually worked, worked out, uh, and I tell people this. So you weren't supposed to be one of the, uh, the front runners. Oh, interesting. No, I, 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 well, I was going to do it like here and there spot spotting in like, that sort of thing. But as for being like somebody that was going to be on regularly, that wasn't, that was, that wasn't going to happen. Um, and then we had the breakup and then I was like, well, you got to do it now, Sean, you brought, you know, you, you brought this on, so fix it. So that was my mentality. So then I just, I just went ahead and did it. And it's, uh, it's, it's been an, it's been an amazing, uh, process for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first six months that I started working out, like really, really honing in on my diet, I didn't show any skin for the first six months. Why is that? Um, I didn't want that to be, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't want that to, I didn't want that to play the role of me getting frustrated or non-frustrated mm. with my, pro- with my progress. Um, so I, I just, I didn't look, I just didn't look, I, 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 you know, hoodie, you know, track pants, the whole thing. And I didn't care if I was sweating a, a million, <laughs> if I was a million degrees and I, and I had to peel that I would not, I'd take the sweat, but I'd have spandex underneath and a t-shirt. So I would never show skin for the first six months. And then, I just, I wouldn't even look at, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even really look at myself in the mirror. And I started seeing changes. Like it almost happened because I wasn't concentrated on what I look like for like six months. It was crazy. I took my, like, and then I, and then it just happened. It was and like, you were like, who is this? I was like, what, what happened? And it, it honestly, like in the blink of an eye, like, it just, it just changed. And then I started seeing results. And once the results came, it was, it was like hungry for more results and hungry for more results and hungry for more results. But now, now you got, now it's like the fine balance, right? Now it's like, all right, enough's enough. You know, you, you, you trained hard today. It's that's, it's, you know, it, Mm-hmm. it's it's that whole even from a guy i'm gonna tell you right now like if you're on camera and they'll be lying to you if if any guy tells you that you know that they don't care they care 
because if they're on camera and they have to show abs and they have to, you know, look the mm -hmm. part, they care. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that it can consume you, but we're talking about balance and we wanted to talk a little bit about that. It's, it's about balance. It's about having, you know, being able to go out on the Friday night and I still go out on Friday night and I still have a glass of red wine or I'll have two glasses of red wine and I'll still have my cheat meal. Mm -hmm. And you know what, if I want to have, you know, a glass of wine on Saturday night, I will. Or if I want to have a glass of wine on Tuesday, I will, because I know how to balance it now. It's not, I don't have to, you know, cram 24, you know, beers or 24 glasses of wine in on Friday and Saturday night. I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. It's about balancing it through, you know, whether it's Monday night or whether it's, you know, Sunday night. Uh, I mean, there's obviously days in the week that you're more prone to do stuff socially. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is about balance. It is about, hey, you know what? I ate some French fries. I'm okay with that. And you know that's what? the big part. You need to be okay with it as well. And this is yeah. where I feel, I love that you brought that up and talking about balance because a lot of people, you know, we say we want balance mm -hmm. and we want to be able to be fit and live our life. And it's really just about understanding yourself and right. knowing where you can be relaxed and where you can be a little bit more strict. And I mean, I know speaking as a female, I, I know Sean, you've known some of my journey. I used to be obsessed with working out. I used to restrict my food so much. And the, I find the more you get to know yourself and understand and trust yourself, that balance just becomes a part of your life. Yeah, uh, totally. And uh, I mean, if, if, if you can't, if you can't balance it and you know, you're always consumed with, you know, did I have 1200 calories did I have 1500 calories mm -hmm. did I break my calorie limit or oh, should I eat that piece of chocolate like it's 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 definitely um it's definitely about balance it's definitely about uh, again I go back to people and their lifestyles what is your lifestyle like you, you gotta encompass like where you're at in your life mm -hmm. what what who's supporting who's not supporting you know, what, what's around the house, um, all of those things to, 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 to make the change. And if you don't have a, a, again, a supporting network and I go back to, you know, my parents starting Freddie off with the bachelor apartment, you know, that sort of thing. If, if you don't have a supporting network for you to make those changes, it's going to be a lot, a lot harder to make those changes. So, um, if it's a friend, if it's a family member that you can kind of just outlet to, um, if it's not in the immediate household, um, that might be, if somebody's listening, that's a, a very good possibility that it's just not, it, it's, it's not the culture of the household. Mm -hmm. Um, they might have to, they might have to reach out to, to somebody else. And it's coming back to that, the belief in yourself like Freddie was saying like you were saying it doesn't matter the goal or what you're trying to achieve if you believe in yourself and if it's something that you want you'll make it happen exactly and um i, I mean whether you're going to be like an online uh you know entrepreneur or just you know just wanting to make even the smallest changes in uh just in the everyday you can do it mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of you know the will and the want to do it Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, we're, you know, I want to be uh, precious of your time here. So I always finish these interviews off with one question and we'll wrap this up. 
if you had the opportunity to go back to your 25 year old self, what would you want him to know? Um, wow. That's a good question. Stump, stumps everybody. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I, I, what would I want him to know? I would want him to know that um, kind of just the message that I've, that I've, that I've already said, and I know it sounds so cliche, but it's just so simple and true that, you know, nothing, um, nothing in life is easy. Um, don't take anything for granted and, um, just, you know, hard work's going to pay off in the end. And if I'd known that and, and those same thought processes when I was twenty now is when I was 25, um, it, it would be, it would be something else. I was thinking about that, uh, the other day, I was thinking about that with, with my best friend. I was like, man, if we had this now, when I was 25, what would have happened? No, it's good that it happened when I was in my late twenties. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a growth process. And I really believe that, you know, if someone wants success or they want, you know, this big audacious goal, they really need to develop themselves into that. They need to become that person who knows how to handle those situations or who deserves that, that level of success or responsibility. It, it all unfolds with time. Exactly. And, uh, just be patient with yourself and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, 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 whatever way it's going to go, it's going to, it's going to work out. Beautiful. You got to have belief that it's going to work out for you either way. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on, Sean. I believe Freddie jumped off not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have done something incredible in the online space and, you know, as, as a viewer for the years, it's, it's been amazing to really watch what you've done and you should be very, very proud. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, appreciate your time as well. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Sean. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews, so if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 